G'day everybody, it's time for another Saunders and Redders Winter Series podcast. The great man is here, the guru, Dan Saunders. Hello, Juniors, how are you? Oh, wonderful, Redders, how are you going? No complaints. There is the wickedest storm happening here at the moment. I'm not sure if it's hit up in the harder yet, but holy cow, it's feral down here. It's belting down with rain. The colour, the sky colour is hectic, and it's. I luckily I've been at home by about ten minutes, so it's been hectic. So. Um, a bit of a bit of a breeze out here. It's got that that feel. Of looking out to the south as the sun was going down, it had that you know that real rich dark blue. It's like oh, the world could end tonight, sort of look. But I don't think we've got it yet. And someone's down that way. So someone described to me uh, on the radio on the way home that it looks like the start of Independence Day in the skies in Sydney, and that's, that's exactly what it, that's exactly what it looked like. Secretary of the Katara Career Club is with us, Scott Hopton. It's a very warm welcome to our podcast, and thank you for joining us. Uh, thanks, David. Great to uh, great to be on with you, folks, and uh, Daniel. It's uh, I'm looking forward to the chat. Yeah, it could be very interesting. <laughs> it could be, and this might be one of them where Redis sits back and lets the two gents go at it. Um, first of all, uh, guys, I suppose we're in the unusual situation, Dan. Of we can ask you some questions as well. Well, instead of you being the questioner, gents, can I ask you first of all, both of you, how please outline for us how you got involved with the Katara Career Club? Um, who's first, Dan? I'll start with you, mate. Yeah, well, um, I suppose uh, with uh, my uh, family background, it was uh, I suppose almost inevitable. Um, I'm uh, one of a fairly long uh, list of uh, Hopton's who who have been involved with the club. My my father is a, a life member, uh, uh, and um, I suppose a bit of a, a legend of the club. We've got a, a, a clubhouse down at our home ground named after him uh, these days, um, and uh, so he's a life member. My brother's been involved with the club for many years. He's a life member. My uncle, um, I've just hit it, and my cousin is also a. Uh, not far off it, so it's a sort of a, a long history of uh, the Hopton family within the Katara Cricket Club, and um, yeah, it's been been a part of our lives for a, a very long time. Um, so yeah, and yeah, a lot of uh, excellent people have come through, including yourself, Saundo. So I'll uh, let, let, let you have a bit of a chat as well. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the, the Katara Cricket Club, I mean, that that's in the blood of the Hopton family, and and. Um... Yeah, I, I mean, I've, I've got the, the hornet tattooed on my shoulder, but um, I, I can't even begin to um, compare like my feelings and emotion about the club to people like Scott and, and Steve, of course. Um, I went, I got the guitar in two thousand and nine. Um, as you know, over the podcast, we've heard about my uh, days are always out at Walls End. I had a couple of years stop over at Stockton in the middle of that um, ninety ninety then two thousand one playing grade. Um, I came to Katara. I had a couple of good mates who I played indoor cricket with, and my team, my ARs team at Walls End, went to Katara. Jason Pratton, uh, Al Baldwin, and they were playing uh, with other guys who were in this indoor cricket team who were playing uh, Dave Lowland, uh, Josh Cooper, Darren Colpin. Um, yeah, so it was just mainly just out of familiarity. Um, I'd actually moved out of the area. I went and got myself married and moved up. Up the, up the valley, and I wasn't sure whether I'd actually still be playing. The first of many retirements that I, I've had over the last decade. Um, but, yeah, the the first thing that really struck me about Qatar, it's, it's such a family-orientated club. Um, it's, it's just, 
salt of the earth people and the people to this day that you know on the committee and around, I guess, the structure of the club, they're the heart and soul of the place. They've been there, you know, majority of them are life members. And, you know, I guess a lot of people think the life members, you know, 50, 60, 70 year old people. And there's you know, guys in their 40s, even late 30s that are, are life members. They've already put 20 years into the club. Um, and that's at senior level, not not Ken juniors, to my knowledge. Um, yeah, I guess that's how I came to Katara. So, um, and yeah, very proud that you know I'm, I'm considered around the traps as as a Katara Hornet. Tell me, guys, um, if you played juniors for Katara, there are, I'm imagining there are. And again, please, I, I don't know this answer, so I'm generally asking. If you played juniors for Katara, what are the pathways for you? Uh, when you decide to go to senior cricket, one of them is obviously continued hey for Qatar. Is Qatar actually aligned with any of the NDCA great clubs, or is it quite happily standalone? Um, well, it's I guess a bit of a funny timing this question because it's something that uh, was actually discussed two nights ago at a committee meeting we had. Okay, so please, I have no agenda. I'm that's a Sean <laughs> will tell you I've um, done bugger all research. I'm just shooting for the. So. If we go back in history a little bit, there used to be a number of um, different uh, junior clubs, Katara being one, Merriweather being another, Adamstown being another, et cetera. Um, and at that point in time, Katara fed directly into Katara juniors, fed directly into Katara seniors. Um, over time, that junior club, that general area has been combined into uh, one club, um, which historically fed into Merriweather district. Um, what what we over time have been worried about a as far as the senior club goes, in that for go back about say five six years, we were becoming a very aging club with not many juniors coming through, and we were starting to get worried about uh, the the longevity of the club as as players started to retire and needed to find a way to uh, pull some younger blood in. Um, so we more recently have approached um, a, a district club, uh, Merriweather, with the view of not um, not taking juniors or young kids off them, but maybe diverting the ones who aren't as interested in the district cricket, aren't as interested in the two-day cricket, to still be involved, who still want to be involved with cricket, to come across to the likes of Katara and... Um, that sort of thing, but not only juniors, we're looking at getting um, parents involved as well. So we've, this year we've entered a, a development league team into the district competition, which is full of father and sons. Um, some of those, which is what, are, which is what that development league is actually about. That's, that's exactly right. Um, these kids are, are down as young as twelve years old and are very excited about playing senior cricket, and also getting. Um, now mothers involved as well we're actually entering three women's teams as well and a lot of those women are the husbands of the uh, sorry wives of the the dads and the mothers of the kids so we've got entire families now playing cricket for Katara and that is the smartest move because anybody who's tell, anybody who's anybody who's been involved with a male sports club will tell you that the moment that you get active registered female players in any sport it completely changes the culture of your club yes. and it starts to exponentially grow your club. We, um, the female players have a tendency to be much better organised than us, Buffett, and and that, sorry, that that's fact. And I've seen Absolutely. this so, so many times. 
And when you start getting families, and as Saunders just mentioned, it, it, your club is, I'm not going to ask about that, it clearly is a family-oriented club. If you start getting mums and wives and wags and girlfriends involved, it you know, it's wonderful. And the fact that you've got all these extra sides is great. I'm very impressed you've got that many women's sides and a Dev League side. That's fantastic. Yeah, no, no it's, it's going really well. And, and hopefully it gets back to, I think, not just in cricket, I think in a lot of sport, the social side over the last well, decade, even 15 years, has dropped off dramatically. When I first started seniors, I was about 14 years old. And every week, without fail, every single player who played on that day would be back having having a drink, regardless of age, having a drink, even if it's just one or two. And that's dropped off dramatically over the years. Um, we're thinking that with the, the involvement of whole families and that sort of thing, that social side will will also return. It will, it will happen. Yeah. It's just as simple as that. Saundo, talk to us. How many premierships have you played in at, at Katara, my friend? I believe there's at least one or two. Yeah, we're fortunate enough. Um, yeah, well, my, my for, first three years at Qatar, we went won three in a row, which 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 was great. The team that I came into, they'd actually won a cop the year before, but um, yeah, so had had a great start. That we went to A grade after those three seasons, and in that first year, we made the A grade final. Uh, we come up against a very strong Merriweather team, uh, featuring a bowling attack of guys like Lyle McGuigan, who you're very familiar with, uh, Ashley Baverstock, who around town. Just as sharp as uh, Tommy McGuigan. Uh, another gentleman you'd be very familiar with in district circles, Mitch Casey, played first grade for Hamwicks and Merriweather, I believe. Uh, and and played pretty and played pretty good football, did he not? Mitch Casey was he? There was a, there was a Casey that played for Hamwicks who was a fo- footballer, a second rower type type um, league. I'm yeah. talking about a big rangy bloke. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, quite fast. And uh, yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, we we were very happy that first year in Agro. We made a final. We went down by about thirty runs. Um, but yeah, we just had a gold run. A great bunch of guys, and um, we had four seasons in Agro. A couple of those years, I think we managed to win a spoon in one of those. Um, <laughs> so the, the ups and downs. Um, but after I think yeah, seven years together, three premierships and, and a grand final appearance, we that team folded. Some blokes went to Merriweather. Um, I guess. For a premiership, which um, those guys are successful in doing over there. I mean, over there we're playing with Ray Rutten's, um, what was their A grade side? Uh, Luke Penfold, Chad Penfold, Jason Pratt, I mentioned before, uh, Cameron Haynes, some names you'd be familiar with, have played a bit of grade over at Walls and Waratah. So, um, yeah, some pretty quality cricketers have, have passed through. Uh, yeah, and then, um, yeah, the season before last, it was actually. My second stint with Qatar, I had those seven years, and I again another famous retirement. And I had a couple of years off, and then um, then there was the Great War of twenty nineteen, if you will, and um, I took the field again, and um, actually got to finally play with Scott. So I hadn't actually played um, in the same team as Scott. We'd been in, in I guess, different uh, areas in the club, and um, yeah, we managed to win the Div Four Premiership in the second season of Suburban District. So. That was um, an amazing grand final. Um, that, that's another probably whole podcast there. Um, the only one to play on a Sunday when all other games went ahead on the Saturday. Played on a well, well-worn well and previously used Fayham 1, um, 24 hours after the Div 1 grand final on a, well, I guess you could say an, an ice rink. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so four premierships in 
I mean, I've been there 12 years. Nine of those I've played, as I'd say, for a season. So it's been a pretty good strike rate there. But again, that, that pales in comparison to the, to the friendships I've made, the, the banter, the characters in the club. Is, yeah, while ever I'm at link to cricket in Newcastle, Qatar is always going to be what I'll be calling home. And Scott, the same question to you, but obviously give, give us an idea of some of the glory days when you've actually been on the field. Um, I guess it's almost uh, a similar story to Sona. In the early days, probably about, I think it was about uh, two or three uh, premierships and then the, the more recent one. Um, so I started when I was 14 um, with Dad playing... Um, senior cricket. My brother's four years older than me. He's playing senior cricket. I spent I, I played juniors in the morning and I scored every afternoon for about three years before I was uh, old enough to play. And then dad would put stick me on the field um, when he finished bowling and that sort of thing for a couple of years. Um, we Back in those days, it was back down, sort of degrade. We Very up and down. We'd win the odd title and then Follow it up with a with a wooden spoon sort of thing. Um, probably the two that stick most in my memory. One Saunders already spoken about with a, a victory a couple of years ago, and the other one, my brother was actually um, a captain, and it was a, a, a pretty warm day up at uh, up at Madawi for the for the grand final. Um, well, it is hell up there. It would be hot. <laughs> We only managed about, we batted first and only managed, I think, about 92, 93, something like that. Um, we had two blokes out there sitting on about uh, 20 to 30 each, about two for 60 uh, approaching drinks. And these guys were hanging out for drinks. Really, really, every, every over, one over, two overs go, one over go. Anyway, we hit the drinks and my brother, our captain, being a fielding team, has the choice and said, nah, boys, we don't want drinks. We're just going to keep going. And we, uh, these two guys uh, weren't too impressed and we uh, took the rest of the wickets for about 20 runs and won the game. Was that at Faradale Park? It was, yes. It called representative football. That's actually not a bad setup. It's not a bad ground, actually. Yeah. It's, a, it's a great place to watch for, watch sport, actually, because you're above it. So it's not a bad spot at all. But yeah, so yeah, that one and the uh, Edgeworth, Edgeworth game a, a couple of years ago, probably the two big ones that's to get in my mind. Stondo, can you correct me if I'm wrong? Not long after we met, um, there was a semi-final in the wet season. It might have been two seasons ago, where the club had to hand mow the ground on Friday. Was that Katara Hornets that were pictured doing hand mowing? Was that please correct me if I'm wrong? Was that at Luger Park? Am I getting my is my memory right there? That's spot on. That that was the same season that we won the Div Four from. That was Division Two, and and um, Katara Div Two, so Johnny Finance's team. They were hosting uh, team escapes me. It may have been Maryland Fletcher. Apologies if I'm incorrect. Scotty can jump in there if he knows. I'm not sure who, uh, who that, I'm not sure who they were against. But it was it was a fair effort from the boys to they got out there as I said with hand mowers and eventually hired someone to do it the next morning to finish it. The, the thing is, what, what and I suppose this speaks to a lot of the mentality of the the boys we play with in that. That's why I'm asking. They just want to play cricket because all all Katara needed on that day was a draw to they could have gone through. through the finals. 
So we could have very easily just said, look, boys, council hasn't mowed the ground. It's unplayable. We're calling it a washout and advancing through. But nobody at this club wants to win that way. That's right. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was a Dan made a point of showing me that, and I remember I just I was in my mind. I think you know what I reckon that 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 everything's matching up now as to what actually happened. I, it was a remarkable photo, and that was at at the end of one of the most extraordinary seasons I think anybody has ever seen. I, I remember what the finals were like. Um, yeah. We got a first grade. That'll be the same time that Stocker won the grand final in first, and that that whole period of time was just ridiculously wet. And I don't know how anybody get any cricket at all because it just rained and rained and rained. Whereas this winter, as an example, we're going to go in with some of the fastest outfields I think anybody's ever seen. Because other than now, there hasn't been there's been bugger all rain. I imagine some of the grounds in Newcastle looking pretty good. Yeah. Um, talk to me about um, you've made it quite clear as to what the atmosphere is like amongst the club. Where do you socialise? And um, sounds like there's quite a bit of banner, a lot of fun had, and I'd imagine some subtle sledging from time to time. Where, where, what, where's your watering hole, and where do you like to socialise? Um, yeah, well, not not quite as much sledging on the field since Saunders retired. But um... <laughs> good, I'm glad someone's getting into the little little man. That's good to see. Thanks, thanks. <laughs> but now our sponsor's the Black Butt Hotel. Um, we've been with them. What, what do you reckon? Uh, it'd be going on. 15, 20, maybe Saunday. Yeah, so yeah, they've been a very much a long-term uh, sponsor. Um, or presentations, the whole lot. Everything goes on down there. We do raffles down there, the whole lot. Um, and they, yeah, they 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 look after us pretty well. Um, it's very like a lot of pubs are going these days. Very family friendly. So um, with our new new look club with the the kids and the wives and girlfriends all being involved. It's still an excellent venue for us to all get down to and and, and socialise after the games. And Warners Bay Football Club are there as well and have been there over over many years as well. They bunch of hooligans who of, of, of which I've got some per, some personal connections. So yeah, no, that, that's got the black butts. For those of you that aren't listening in from outside Newcastle, Black Butt is a cracking pub. There is Newcastle's a pub town. And I found that out from going there every weekend for the last, what, 10 years, maybe more. But Newcastle is a pub town and the Black Butt is in the high end of that. It's a good place, good people, and it's in a great spot. It's a really – it's almost like the middle, isn't it? it it's easy to get to from – It yeah. is smack bang in the middle. It's close to everything. You can get there easily enough from the footy if you want to, and, you know, it's it's not that far. So, you know, it's a great place. I'm glad – I'm, I'm thrilled that you go there because it is a good spot. Now, guys, I suppose the next big question is, in the next couple of seasons, Suburban Districts is now extremely well established. In fact, it's going particularly well, to credit to everybody. What, where do Katara see themselves? Now, we've talked about a dev league. So I suppose that you've already answered it to a certain extent, three female sides and a dev league side. Where does Katara go in suburban districts, men's cricket. What what's the next couple? Give us a mid small short to medium term strategic plan for the club as it involves its male SD SD sides. Okay, so in I suppose recent history, where we've had a our top teams been around the second grade sort of area. Um, the issue, as I alluded to earlier, with our club, certainly in recent history, has been the age of the club. 
Yep. And a lot of the guys in this second grade team are either getting on in the years and, and, and carrying a few injuries and that sort of thing and sort of uh, need to drop down, either drop out or drop down the grades a bit. A few others are fathers who actually want to play with their kids in the dev league. So we're starting to drop a few players out of that grade. Yep. We do have probably half that team or young young guys in their 20s who were basically getting mentored by these older guys. So what we're hoping is, is these 20-year-olds, and it looks like it's going to start to happen this year, step up into the mentoring role. And as some of these Dev League kids get a bit older, you know, and, and a bit, bit uh, more confident in their cricket, will come up underneath the, these these younger kids so one of them will be we've our last for the last oh, five six years our captain of that team um he's now oh, well into his 40s and looking to uh, move on one of those kids is now stepping up taking on the captaincy and um, over time we're trying to get some of those kids up under them and what, what which grades will Katara be looking to field in suburban districts men this season? Are you are you there yet, or would you rather actually uh, not say that at this stage? I know it's the end of August. Are you are you happy to talk about that? We're probably uh, what I'd say as far as establishing a, a top team. We're probably I suppose more in a bit of a transition stage at the moment. Yeah. Um, in that we don't have the the guy the younger guys. With the capabilities of playing that high, um, probably in the yep. next uh, maybe two to three years, we'd be hoping to de- develop a few guys up to that sort of standard. And which which grades are going through? Are you looking at fielding sides in? We're looking in at, the- we're, we've always had the lower grade. A lot of, there's a lot of guys who have just just come to our club for a bit of fun, beer on the weekend, and um, to. to just play some cricket. So we've always fielded that lower grade side to to accommodate those sort of people. And then we're probably looking around the mid-range now, probably around the third grade area. Very good. Saundo, I've been gibbering for a while. Over to you for a little while, my friend. Yeah, no, just a couple of things. So Scott mentioned before about the uh, the affiliation with Merriweather. What that also will allow is any of our, our good kids that are coming through and wanting to play like father-son cricket, play with their, their dads and their mates who don't want to leave Katara, but still like that exposure to grade. It also gives that relationship there where they can actually dip their toes in the water at Merriweather under that affiliation model. So it's, it's a two-way street. And ideally, I guess the, the plan as these 12, 13, 14-year-olds, good handy cricketers playing crickets with their dads when they're you know, mid to late 40s, they, they may well be the nucleus of a 17, 18, 19-year-old Division One team in, in three or four five years' time, then where the dads may filter back and still have a game, well, they might hang them up. So it's 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 a, a real positive for the club's future. Um, it's also be remiss in not mentioning um, Katara Krieger over 77 years. So this season, this 78-year coming in, has got? Uh, yep. Yeah, so one of, one of the longest uh, consecutive... Um, social cricketing clubs in all of Newcastle across all all associations. So that's a very proud um, fact, you know, I just like to have out there as well. We had the 75-year anniversary uh, celebration a couple of years ago uh, at the back end of COVID. Um, and 
yeah, it's it's um yeah, it's been a big topic over the last few seasons about clubs, their histories and their legacies, and making sure that you know, there's a competition to play in, so those history and legacies can grow and continue. And which I guess was what suburban districts grew from. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got a club like Beresfield are at 90 years, Warners Bay, high 80s, Qatar is up there too. They're, yeah, it's 77, 78 years. So again, testament to the, uh, I guess, the history of the club and that it's, it's been in great hands all, all through the generations. I actually have a photo of the 1945, the original Qatar team. You have? Wow. Wow, that's hectic. Yeah, yeah that's, that's amazing. That really is. Um, okay, what um, of when, the best thing about this being the 30th of August is that cricket's not very far away. It's pretty exciting. What's coming up in the next few weeks and uh, the next six to eight weeks at the club? What have you got happening? Here's an opportunity, Scott and Dan, to promote what's happening in the next few weeks in the lead up to the season and, and what you're trying to achieve. And if you, there's anything you'd like to mention, here's your opportunity. Um, I suppose, well, I guess we haven't had a season launch yet and I suppose something's sort of fallen in our, our lap a little bit as far as uh, an opportunity for that sort of thing in that our clubhouse at Lugar Park um, has just uh, got, undergone an upgrade. Um, it opened uh, early August. Um, so the plan is uh, for us to have a season launch down at the park. Um, obviously, especially based on the, the recent um, changes in our club. It'll be very much a, a family and family sort of big function that we have down there and um, get everyone involved and hopefully drum up more support. And that, that's basically what happened to us throughout the season. Last year, we tried to get the father-son team up and going, but didn't quite have the numbers. Um, but through the work of a lot of the the dads and the the um bringing their kids down to cricket and getting excited about it. We've now, I wouldn't say we've got too many, but we're, they're certainly not short of numbers in that team now. And that's so all these functions, getting the families down there, gets the kids, gets the wives all excited about um, about the club and, and, and being involved. Couldn't, I couldn't have been said better, actually. That's, that's wonderful. Yeah. It really is. Um, I suppose... What do you see, both of you, if I could ask you both this, where does Katara, what, what what does Katara want out of suburban districts? Obviously, stability and good competitive social cricket, and that's the key. But what do you want out of suburban districts in the next couple of years? Do you see some things developing? Do you, any, any ideas that you, you've promulgated or that you think would be great for SD cricket? I'll start with you, Sondo. Thanks. Uh, look, I, look. At, at the end of the day, I think all social cricketers in Newcastle want a competition that is is uh, you know it's, it's transparent, it's it's inclusive. The communication back and forth is is open and it and it's consistent um, because ninety nine percent or probably ninety five percent of people that play social cricket just want to turn up, yeah, and the game just magically happens. You bat, you bowl, you have a beer or two, and you go home, go back to the sponsor and, and have a few thousand more and tell some lies and that. That's what it's all about. You get those select few that who are involved in the administration and and I guess the politics of it all. Um, and and at the end of the day, all, all that stuff, people just want need to work together. And I think that's what people, 
I know that's, I mean, my opinion, uh, again, not necessarily the opinion of Katara, but I'd suggest it'd be similar, is just want a competition where our members can play and just play cricket and enjoy their cricket without any BS. Um, the great thing with suburban districts, obviously I've been flying the flag from that since day one. It offers from sheep stations in Division 1, which is still you know good, hard cricket, but the respect across the teams it's just amazing to see. I actually was talking to Steve Grimshaw from Warners Bay today and there's a conversation that we had about, I said to him, I said, God, 10 years ago, I said, I hated Warners Bay's guts. They just, they just, I don't know what it was, but over time, like I've developed quite a soft spot from for the friendships I've made through the, I guess, the bonding period of everyone working together for the betterment of social cricket in Newcastle. And um, I guess that's that's what I see. And, and again, down to the lower divisions, whether it's the guys who just, you know, wanting to swing swing the bat, be like the heroes they see on TV, a, a social avenue for people, you know. Um, and again, most importantly, the future, the, the kids coming through, have a game of cricket with their dads, their uncles, their granddads, their mothers. Um, we've now got, you know, mums and daughters in the club as well. And as Scott said, a, a family atmosphere. And that's where I really see Katara growing, maybe – and hopefully a suburban dist and increase to three or back to four or five teams like the glory days will be a byproduct of having more juniors coming through Qatar and not necessarily being bypassed from, I guess, the Tigers juniors out the side door. Um, and again, people follow success or people follow a good culture. I firmly believe that. And it's because of the great culture that Qatar has had, you know, with the, the Hopton family, you know, the Johnny Finances, you know, Greg Mantle, you know, Panda Morrison. I mean, the stuff he does for the club as treasurer, the curator, uh, Ian Hopper. I mean, you don't get – I mean, every, every club's got their Ian Hopper, that, that clubman that just does everything. And um, – now, I, I could bang on for hours about some of the personalities in the club that make Qatar how I feel it is. And that that's how this, this club will continue to grow. It, it's tough because Qatar are landlocked by you've got West on one side, you've got Charlestown on the other, you've got Cardiff Bullaroo over the back fence, and you've got Merriweather and Adamstown. So it's a very hard demographic to grow as far as you're not locked on an outskirts. And... Yeah, but I, I know what Katara has to offer and the environment they have to offer. It's a very friendly and safe place for, for all abilities and all uh, options of cricket. Well said, sir. Scott? I'm not sure how much I can uh, improve on that, Saunder. Um... That's, that's not bad. <laughs> I, I must admit, I challenged you. Know, like, he's a very good orator. But that, that was pretty good. And it was, you know what it was? It was coming from someone that actually cares and is passionate about the club. He, he wasn't just saying that. Absolutely. But what, what I will, I, I guess, uh, expand on, one thing that, again, when I used to go and watch Dad play, that thing that I, that I loved was the the very fierce but respectful rivalry for opposing teams. You were, And you knew who you were up against. You knew them. You'd have a beer with them off the field. It was Hard, hard fought cricket on the field, but you'd have a beer with them off the field. And over the years, that disappeared. Since we've become su suburban districts, that sort of, as I said, fierce but friendly rivalry has come absolutely storming back. Well, 
And you, you, when, when we talk, when we saunter our Rangers guests, you hear that. And I've been privileged enough to be welcomed into a couple of social, you know, even just having a catch up with people. I'm not a big drinker, and just going to catch up with people. It's, it, it's, it's great. Saunder, did you give Grimmy a black armband for Parramatta by any chance? He'd be crying in his, <laughs> he'd be crying in his beer when he be out the heels. Did you stick it to him, being a Knights man yourself? No, I, I didn't. You know, I, I know what it's like to follow a team that for 20 years have been absolutely hopeless. So I'm just quietly enjoying our resurgence, plus the success of the Knights women's. But um, no, that didn't come up. It was all strictly cricket related. <laughs> I, I tell you what, it's an exciting time to be a Knights fan. Because they're, they're, they're seriously, mate, they're, they're, a, they're a danger. If they win that first final, the teams in the top four won't want to play them. And after a Knights home games, going to the Blackbird Hotel for a nice meal and a cold beverage. <laughs> Maybe catch up with some Katara Hornets. It'd be, it'd be great. If you're unlucky, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, gents, uh, 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 we're getting towards the end of the podcast. Scott, was there any any particular sponsors you'd like to name? This is your podcast. We've gone through some of those salt of the earth people, including your good self. Um, and thank you for all the work that you do for Cricket and all of, all of your uh, committee. Um, are there any sponsors you'd like to mention, please? Uh, this is your podcast. Go for your life. Um, well, as I said, Black Bat's obviously our main one. Um, Poochie Hydrogree, our, um, our treasurer and our curator, is, is putting a lot of money and and um, time into into the, all his work that he does um, on top of seven days a week, fairly long hours, um, doing lawns and that sort of thing. So he, he, he really stretches himself thin and, and works hard for the club. And, um, yeah, so certainly uh, Panda definitely deserves a mention. Um, I'm pretty sure if I mention the word Crash Inc., I might get uh, in trouble from the whole club. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that causes some mirth. I can see Saunders laughing. It must be funny. So It's a, it's a logo that goes on to uh, all of our shirts and that sort of thing, but I'm not sure uh, any money from crashing has ever been given to the club. <laughs> but no, it's a black bar, I said Panda, that, that they're probably the main two, and both of them are absolutely fantastic for the club. Um, and there's a very long term with the black bar, the good relationship we have with them. And it's probably one area to be honest. If if um Corner State has paid for our club, that because I guess our loyalty to the Black Butt and and Panda's great um sponsorship with Cooch Hydro, we've been a very self reliant club. So it's probably an area where maybe reaching out to more businesses for for that sponsorship dollar is something we might we could do better. And especially with having a I guess an influx now of more kids coming through the club and of course women's cricket, the growth of Qatar. I, I mean, there's a, a great opportunity for any sponsors out there to, to come on board. Um, and I guess we could be more proactive in that as well. But um, yeah, I, I think we're pretty, pretty happy with how the club's going and has been going. And um, yeah, things are certainly on the trajectory in the right direction. Clearly. Um, absolutely, that's the case. Uh, Scott, is there a socials presence? Um, if people are interested, can they go onto a Facebook page or anything like we, that? We or? do have a Guitar Creek Club Facebook page. Um, I have, I, I did try and get an Instagram, Instagram going, but uh, that's, uh, I think uh, we need sort of our photos and time and that sort of thing for that to get up. So the main one's um, our Facebook page. Um, so, yeah, just jump on there, jump on the Facebook page. And, and let's get the, the that's right, it's Guitar 
Katara District Katara Cricket, Club, Cricket is that, Club. Just search Katara Cricket Club. It'll be the first thing that comes up. Get on there, everybody, and get involved. Get involved. Get involved with this great uh, traditional, you know, 75-year-plus Newcastle Career Club who are heavily involved. Um, get involved. Those of you um, women who are interested in playing with your daughters and getting involved in that, people want to play father-son and play some good suburban district cricket, give them a call. This club is salt of the earth and there's good people. If they've got people like these two gentlemen, they're going in the right direction. Guys, was there anything further before we bid everybody good night and, uh, and, and wish everybody well for the season? Um, no, that's about it for me. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having me on. It's been a pleasure. Absolutely. Our pleasure. And I know Saunders was looking forward to this very much. So and you can see the passion that runs through his veins about this particular career club. So um, Saunders, it's, it's been wonderful. Yeah, no, it's been great. Thank you, Scotty, for for coming on. Um, it's, I think it was overdue for give Katara some uh, mere play. I didn't want to be seen to be playing favourites. Um, I don't think anyone can ever accuse me of that. But um, yeah, no, look, well spoken. And, and again, I, you know, I, I think Katara Cricket Club and the name Hopton just jumps out at me because I'm very familiar with with the history of the club. And um, yeah, you just need to get working on some more little Hoptons to uh, get the next generation coming through, Scotty. Hey, but Maddie's starting up this year. He's just turned 12. Great, yeah. Uh, good stuff. Fabulous. Dan and Scott, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I hope everybody out there enjoys just listening to some quiet, gen generous and warm tales about this career club and get involved. If you, if you are interested, get involved. These are good people, good club. You'll enjoy it and you'll have a great social time, play some good cricket too. Dan Saunders and Scott Hopton, thank you so much for your time. Thanks very much. Cheers, Redders. On behalf of the guys, you take care. Look after yourself. We'll see you soon with another Saunders and Redders with a series podcast. It's bye for now.